Welcome to the All Blue Giants Podcast with your host, Aiden Nolan, talking all things New York Giants football. All right, I am back with the All Blue New York Giants Podcast. I'm your host, Aiden Nolan, here again by myself. Just want to touch on a few quick off-season things. This is the second podcast of the off-season. Not too bad, but also not too good. Uh, my co-host, Angelo, will be back. We will do a uh, end-of-the-year podcast where we sum everything up right now. A little busy. We should be doing it. Throughout this week, though, we have a few off-season things we want to focus on. We're not going to be doing anything on the draft just yet till after the Super Bowl, I would say. Um, just because, you know, it's so far away and no need to be looking at it right now. A whole lot, a whole, a lot of things that the Giants have to focus on right now that I will touch on today, such as free agents, uh... Xavier McKinney going on a podcast talking about uh, Joe Judge, talking about how how Dabes is, talking about how important uh, Danny and Saquon are, and I'll also be talking about how Saquon and Danny, what they are looking to be around, how much they're worth. I'll also touch on the free agents, how many we have, who do I think we should bring back, and then I'll uh, finally... Ended on the Joe Shane presser, which I don't think I touched. I think I touched a little a bit on, but uh, definitely on Twitter I did. But I will go into depth with it today. So, um, fortunate news right now before I dive into anything. Uh, the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. They beat the Niners 31-7 awful game Brock Purdy got hurt Josh Johnson who was a giant in 2016 got hurt uh Christian McCaffrey was the emergency quarterback it was just awful awful game all around uh but you know I kind of want to be a little upbeat you know uh obviously being in the offseason it's not good it sucks you know I'm just going to be plain and simple it's awful being in the offseason you know I miss Giants football but hey we're we're on we're on the we're on the right right now. You know, we're on the way up. So, you know, let's relax here. Uh but Chiefs are beating the Bengals 13 to 3 right now as I'm recording this. Uh I wonder if Darius Tony did anything. Uh I saw he got a catch before, but I'm going to I'm going to look up his stats as we speak cuz you know, little Old Giant Magic, he has one reception for nine yards off two targets. So, RIP KT. Um, eh, hopefully hopefully he shines, you know. I would love to see him or, you know. Oh, and look at this. And look at this. Kadarius Tony ankle went to the locker room with the athletic trainer's first half of the game. Wow, he's questionable. Well, we've seen that a lot as Giants fans. No offense, KT. Love you, man. No breaks for KT whatsoever, but still, still appreciate him. Still love him. Uh, you know, a lot of Giants fans are not KT supporters at all, and you know, I I get he didn't like a lot of the fans as much. Um, he was considered like a rebel, and you know, he always got injured, and the whole OTA situation and everything like that. You know, I still like him. Uh, obviously. 
Reason why is, you know, he was a great player, really fun to watch. And when we did give him the ball, you know, he was nice. I'm also a receiver guy, like I've mentioned multiple times. And uh, I love seeing these receivers, especially him, very shifty. But obviously, you're going to be very injured if you're, you know, you're going to be injured if you're like that. But let's hop into what X said. So he was on the podcast called The Pivot. And he was on there basically just, you know, it was a 50-second, 56-minute podcast um i could i will provide the link in the description in the description of this video um and he basically talked about the season he talked about dave he talked about saquon and danny how they're vital to coming back and everything like that but one thing i really want to i want to focus on is this is what he said and i quote i think we're going to compete to win the division every year i think we're going to have the team to do it. We're building something special, and I think we're going to be a hard team to beat every year. Everything is set in place. We just need a couple more pieces. We're going to be rolling. So that's obviously a great thing to hear from your defensive captain. Uh, he was injured. He talked about uh, how he injured his hand as well uh, during that uh, accident in Cabo with the ATVs. But this is definitely what you want to be seeing. You know, your captain is supportive of the way you're going, and he's he'll not just he's just not gonna lie and be like, "Yeah, I I think we're good." Blah blah blah. You know, st stuff like that. But he came on here, and I think he was telling the truth, and I think he's hype, and a lot of these giants are hype, which is why they want to take pay cuts and why they want to come back here at all costs, and I'm all for it. Because this is the benefits of having a better coaching staff. Players want to come back. Players want to stay. Players will take pay cuts because they see the direction this team is going. And they really like it. And I'm all for it. You know, I love what X said here. He also touched on Joe Judge. Uh, he said when Joe Judge came in, we were used to cussing every five seconds. Dave was Dave's wasn't like that. When he came when he came in the goal was clear and he wasn't trying to be a a-hole or do anything that was funny acting he wanted to win games and he told us that from the jump we were already ready to change the narrative so at that point we didn't really care who came in we had already built that mindset of we're about to change this and we don't care what the coach could come in the building we've got to change this right now a few expletives but obviously uh, that podcast was great. Uh, Listen to it. It was a phenomenal podcast. And here, like, like you know, I've been saying this, Um, you know, Joe Judge, a lot of players hated Joe Judge. A lot of players despised him and he had a whole different worth ethic. You know, you did something bad. He's going to get on you. You know, he he made teams run. He made them run condition, a lot of conditioning. He'll get on you. You drop a pass. He'll get on you. We saw Darius Slayton drop a pass and Dabes went up to him and said, Hey, shake it off. We're good. We need you. I think that that is extremely important for this team. And you can't always be in the negative. You know, coaches will love to yell. You know, you need things to be a certain way. But also, not at all times. If you're going to be a drill sergeant, a lot of players aren't going to be all for it. You got a job to do. You're going to try and do that job. And the ultimate goal is to win. But players and I, you know, players don't like that type of thing. And they like Dave's. Dave's come out here with the fire fits, got on the amazing sneakers on, whatever it is, you know. We saw that in preseason. 
we saw that in OTAs, you know, uh, Giants would always take those those pictures of him with those with those kicks on. And I really think that the players really appreciate it and they love it. And I love it as well. And I think most of the Giants community love it too. And you see how this is playing, trickling down captains, trickling down to special teams, trickling down to, you know, practice squad players. It doesn't matter. They all are seeing the effects of the difference between Joe Judge and Brian Dable, and they're loving it. They love the change. And this really helps you in the long run fight for your team because Joe Judge, you know, he was a drill sergeant. Drill sergeant came in, we're going to try and win the Super Bowl, do all this and that. We're going to have a great team, a great team that the city will be proud of, blah, 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 whatever. And he didn't win. He didn't do any of that. And when they were losing, he'd get on them, yell, scream, condition, all that. And that would work if your team is good, you know. Not only that. Not only if your team is good, but that would work if your team was winning. You know what I mean? If your team is already winning, okay, you do whatever you want. But Dave's really changed the narrative. Like, if you think about it, how much he changed it is insane. Players talk about it. X, even X. X has been here a few years. He knows. He knows the way around, you know, Dave Gettleman and and Joe Judge, and then completely switching, it's eye-opening, and it really, like, the players appreciate it, and you see it, you know, the Giants started out hot, they got a little cold, but they said, no, nah, we're coming right back, you know, they they went 7-5-1, went 8-5-1, you know, this season was a whole roller coaster, and you gotta look back on it, and you're like, wow, if this team was Joe Judge's, they probably would have quit after losing those games, you know, a rough few patches, and you could really tell between those teams that were really good, that had a lot of talent, and our team who did not have a lot of talent, but they had a lot of fight in them, and they wanted to win football games, and they did. They did everything they could. They were clawing to victory. They, You know, it's different narratives, and it's crazy. Because this team is not much different than last year's team. It's really not. A few different pieces, obviously key key pieces such as Kayvon and Evan Neal struggled a little bit. But, you know, Cordell Flott, a lot of those, you know, they brought in a lot of more young guys, you know. But you see it changing. This year's team, last year's team, doesn't matter. Coaching has a huge impact on the team and I don't think coaching tells 100% of the story but it definitely gives the players a narrative that hey I want to get better hey I want to go to I want to get there early I want to get to the facility early and I want to try and work x touched on this too I don't have this quote down but he was saying how people dreaded trying to go to uh to lift or get some extra work in they didn't if they had to be there at eight o'clock no one was going there early everyone was going there at eight and no one wanted to hang out in the locker room after if it was eight to three all right they're going eight to three but he said that now people want to go there early put some work in they want to be there before they want to stay after you know calmer vibes and that definitely shows and i think that this is a great stepping stones obviously we gotta wait we got to wait to see what's going to be the the whole format of this coaching staff. Will it stick together? We have the whole things with Kafka and Martindale getting getting um, 
interviewed and we don't know what's going to happen there but I do like where it's going I've mentioned this time and time again I love where it's going and I think we got to continue it you know x touching on this just puts the cherry on top about how good this coaching staff really put their players in so next I'm going to move on to we're going to talk about Saquon Saquon and, and Danny we're going to talk about so it's a little, little questionable with him. Um, you know, he, the, we were talking, they were talking about the bye week on how the Giants and Shane offered him twelve mil, and he was told that they weren't even close, and that's the same thing that Saquon told. But Saquon then said he doesn't want to change the market of running backs, and you know, right now the highest paid running back is CMC, who has sixteen point two mil. So. He's saying he doesn't want to shift the market, but he also doesn't want to be paid 10, 12 mil. And the franchise tag is, I believe, 10 mil, 10.5 around. So right now they're dealing, they're doing it out. And I really think that it will be around 12 mil. I don't think you're going to go higher than that. It'll probably be a three to four year deal for Saquon. Uh, probably can get out of it at a two to three. Depends if it's a three year deal. Got to get out of it at least a year early, I would say. Four-year four year deal, maybe. I think they're going to probably... I think they're going to front-load it, to be honest. Uh, I don't think they're going to back-load it. Very, very smart of them to do that. I think that's the obvious answer. Um, but a lot of people are saying if, if, if Saquon is not comfortable with coming back, what would we do? I think we, we have to tag him regardless i don't think you're gonna let him walk do you levy on bell him do you do what what the pittsburgh steelers did to levy on bell i'm not sure but i do think that the deal they do want to get the deal done and hey yeah it might be 10 mil saquon might not be happy for that again but you know you could really see him next year and that would help it's not just an evaluation point but would you pay him that much as cmc i personally wouldn't uh, Giants aren't either. They're not. They're not interested uh, in 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 paying him that much. And I completely agree. Saquon, yes, they have very low shelf life. As much as we love Saquon, running backs are not good for that many years. Then you you start to see them declining. And I'm not throwing any shade to Saquon. I love Saquon with all my heart. One of the best Giants running backs we've seen in a while. But I think he's worth twelve around 12 to 14 mil in that area i would say that's perfect for him and hopefully they get this deal done if not definitely hitting them with the franchise tag which i don't think saquon is too happy about oh it's 10 10.1 mil uh that's the franchise tag which he is not probably going to be happy about but hopefully they reach an agreement obviously it's very early in the off season so we're not going to see these but as, as time goes on, we'll probably see some more information being released. Talking about information getting released, uh, I'm going to shift over to Daniel Jones, which one agent, one agent believes the floor around 30 mil annually is for Danny. That's going to be the floor. At least 30 mil annually is probably for Danny, and I do believe that. Um, 30 mil is a reasonable number. And you, you take a look at some of the quarterbacks oh, like all over the NFL and, you know, Kirk, three, 36 mil 
for Kirk Cousins, I think Danny's better than Kirk Cousins. I 100% agree with that. I think he might get. I think he might get 35. He might even get 40. And us as Giants fans cannot get mad at that. I know there's definitely going to be haters saying he is not worth 40 mil. I personally do think he's worth 40 mil. You throw Daniel Jones on that San Francisco team, they're 100% winning. You know, Brock Purdy got injured. You definitely seen this. Um, but the, the weapons around him, and Daniel Jones proved that he can win with whoever he's around. Not win the Super Bowl, but he can win games. And it's very vital that we go out and get him weapons and get him help. Yes. But he is worth 40 mil. Now, what contract I would give him? I would give him a four-year. I would probably give him a four-year, around 40 mil, 40 mil annually. And I think that's pretty pretty much fine. Um, if they give him around a three-year deal, I don't think they think he's the, the long-term answer. 45 years, 425 years is probably the range that I would give Danny, and I'm 100% fine, and I trust that this coaching staff will give him that type of money, and they do like him. Uh, I'm going to shift over to the Joe Shane presser, which he he kind of slipped up and said, yeah, we're happy that Danny's coming back, and, and Brian Dable kind of looked at him like, bro, what are you, like, bro, you just threw it under the bus, but um, I, I, I think... I think they'll bring him back, and I think they already tipped their cap to saying, hey, yeah, he's coming back. So he is. Saquon was a little more, during the presser, was a little more iffy. Um, They didn't really say, they were just saying we're trying to get, we could, we love to get everybody back from this team. And I think that's kind of, that's, that's the right answer. But they really love Danny, and you could see it just on the sideline. They didn't they didn't like him at the beginning of the season. They all odds were out. This will be his last year. We're moving on after. That's what it looked like. But the only way as us as a Giants community said he would come back is if he went above and beyond. And I think he did exactly that. He went above and beyond, played insanely, played greatly, and he should be back, and it's not even he. if he's coming back, he is. It's just a matter of when are they signing him and Saquon will probably be the two headliners. Uh, taking a look at the other free agents, a lot of free agents this year, you know. Sterling, Shepard, Saquon, Daniel Jones, Nick Gates, Feliciano, Justin Ellis, Nick Williams, Matt Breida, Casey Carter, the long snapper, Jihad Ward, Tony Jefferson, Jamie Gillen, Richie James, Fabian Moreau, Marcus Johnson, Oshane Zimenez, Julian Love, and Darius Slayton. A lot of those guys I would love to have back. Yes, we have around 63 mil in cap for this offseason. Danny's going to probably take a chunk of that. Saquon will probably take a little bit of that, and it's just like managing. I think we need to take uh, Darius Slayton back. I think we need to have Julian Love back. Fabian Moreau was pretty good. If we could get a better corner two, he would. Be, I think he'd be a nice corner three. Uh, not in the slot, but he he played well. Tony Jefferson wasn't awful. Jamie Gillen, I think you could find another punter. Uh, I love the Scottish Hammer. Love him. Um, but I don't know if we we would bring him back. If we do, that's fine little inconsistent and it's easier to find these guys punting uh jihad ward was pretty good great great at stopping the run okay at, at the pass rush i think we we might keep him give him to a cheap deal long snapper is a long snapper 
as usual. Matt Breida, I do, you know, I think we need to take Matt Breida back. Matt Breida is very underrated. He had some great rushes, and I really think he was he he had a big part in this offense, and I really think that we should bring him back. Um Nick Williams, he played okay. Justin Ellis was okay. Feliciano and Gates. So here's here's the thing. Here's the argument. You look over Giants Twitter. You look over Giants News. Feliciano and Gates. It's the debate. Who do you want? Who should you keep? Do you keep both? Do you cut both? A lot of people I've seen say cut both. A lot of people saying keep one. A lot of people saying Feliciano was good. A lot of people saying Gates was good. You know, if you look at, shout out Talking Giants, their podcast with Art Stapleton, they touched on this. And they said how Feliciano got better uh, after Gates came back. Feliciano actually played pretty good. But I don't know if that would be enough to bring him back. Everyone wants to see Nick Gates at center. I personally did. Uh, I think he's he's good enough to be there. Feliciano was okay. He got better as the season went on. It's definitely going to be a tough move. I would vouch to keep, keep both, to be honest. I like them both. Um, the only the only O lineman I would be out on I would say is Mark Lewinsky. Not a fan of him too much. I think we we really are desperately need right guard. Um, but these guys, it, it's a toss up. It really is. And you love both. And I really think that sh- I'm I'm not gonna make a comment on it because I think it's a tough decision. A lot of people are gonna say Feliciano out. A lot of people are gonna say you know what, both out. I really think those two guys can compete, and I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be mad at bringing them both back. Um, and Sterling and Slayton, uh, I think you bring them both back. You, we don't have money for days, and it's going to be hard to do this. I'm just saying, I'm just saying who I think we should bring back and who we shouldn't. But Slayton was a gr- Slayton was great this year. We're not winning these games if we don't have Slayton. This was said before, and I completely agree with it. Sterling Shepard was great on the bench, even while he wasn't playing. Great mentor for this young receiving core, and I really think you could bring him back. Maybe another one-year deal, cheap. I think you bring Darius back on a cheap deal as well if he doesn't want one. I'd, I say tough luck, and I would let him walk, to be honest. But if, if Darius would like to be would like to come back, I would 100% let him come back. And Sterling, I would love to have Sterling back. Non-bias. Obviously, if he doesn't want to, he's 29. So, big impact, and he's been injured a lot recently. But I would love to have him back. And, of course, Saquon and Danny, the last two, I would have them both back as well. You know, I... I think Danny's coming back regardless. Saquon's going to be iffy. And I think if, if, if it all comes down to the worst, we'll probably franchise tag him. And I think that'll be the end of that. I don't think we really would let him walk. But we'll see what happens. So that's the whole breakdown of the free agents. Uh, during show, uh, Shane's presser, uh, mentioned how... They don't want to sign any free agents outside of the Giants organization. They like their their homegrown guys, the guys that they've picked up, you know, either from the Bills or just from the Giants. And they also, Shane doesn't want to spend a lot in free agency, which, again, I'm completely fine with. I think Shane is a great GM, and I trust that he will do things the right way. Um, not spending a lot and no free agents outside the Giants. I, I 
No problem with me. Zero problems with me. We are trying to rebuild the right way. We're in a year one of a rebuild, and we just made a divisional cha- uh, divisional playoff. That's fine. I'm completely fine with that. Yes, you know, if, if this was past GMs and maybe maybe other GMs around the league as of right now, they might think, all right, we're a few pieces away. Give me a receiver, and we're good to go. No, that's not what it is. And I'm happy that Shane wants to do it the right way. And I trust he will do it the right way. And I'm completely fine with it. I'm happy. I'm happy with it. And I think that's what he's going to do. No no questions asked. Nothing else to say. That's the bottom line. And obviously, the offseason, man. Terrible. It's terrible. You know, you just want to go out. You know, the draft's so far away. It's not really. It's it's only two months, two, three months away. Um, you know, free agency is a huge deal, which I don't think will be in free agency too much. The only free agents we should really be focused on are those in our organization, such as Danny, such as Saquon, such as all the other ones I touched on. And, you know, I'm fine with that. I'm completely fine with that. Like I've said multiple times, um, I've, I've, I've done a, a little bit of film Watching on the receivers, I started off Rashi Weiss, Parker Washington, um, uh, Jackson Smith, and Jengba. Um, just started it out. Obviously, I don't know what we'll do in the draft. It's kind of iffy because I think that it's whatever's best available. If it's an old lineman, we'll take an old lineman. If it's a linebacker, we'll take a linebacker. If it's a receiver, we'll take a receiver. But only time can tell with this. And... We will definitely have some more off-season content that we did last year. Last year was kind of a little slow. Um, obviously, we're building a pretty decent relationship on Twitter, hoping to get YouTube and Instagram up and coming. But uh, I will have a off-season wrap or, or season wrap-up with Angelo. We might bring on a few special guests I have in mind. Um, one of which. His favorite team is still in the playoffs, so we'll see after that. But I think content will slow down a little, but we'll do our best to keep it as much as possible. Um, And that should do it. So thank you all for listening. Make sure to follow our Twitter at AllBlueGiants. And we'll be back with a season wrap-up slash award show. And as always, let's go Big Blue. Let Danny Dime. And let's go whoever is in the AFC to beat the Eagles.